movies. We watch movies. You listen to us talk about movies that we watched without you. It's beautiful. Thanks. Now this is podcasting. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Super Films Cast 64. Adam, second time is always the best time. That's what they say, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to be doing this exact same show with you again because it was so good the first time that I didn't want the people on the outside world even to experience it. It's they weren't a ready. Moment. They weren't ready. Just between, just between us two guys, us two, us two guys, just guys being dudes. You know, we were sure. at our top tier, and we, you know, we don't want to. We were so don't good, share. right? And we, it's, we don't want to let very, very vulnerable feeling right. to know that your best is out there somewhere in the world, and that you've so obviously peaked. I would say. I don't think we'll ever peak, but I think that was our peak. You know what I mean? I think we'll just get better. Oh, yeah. It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate. It's, you know, it's like that song, the greatest song ever told by Tenacious D. Tenacious D. But it's a tribute. This is a tribute to the best podcast ever recorded. That song's name is... Tribute. Tribute. Yes. This is a tribute. Adam, how you been doing? How's that hog doing? Now, Trey. Yeah. When you're you're talking about my, the hog. Your hog. Your big old hog. Yeah, Trey. I, my hog was presented in front of thousands of people this weekend. Mm-hmm. People gathered from near and far to see my hog. The, and really, the Adam Groundhog. It, it was so exciting. Yeah, a groundhog tray. You were in. Saw, you were in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, I went to. I drove out to Punxsutawney for Groundhog's Day, and boy, that's white. <laughs> boy, is it white? My more white or less white than the uh, Tiki Torch March? Oh, see. We're just going, we're like, hey, this was funny the first time. Yeah, you remember that like, joke? Let's do it. The first Let's do time it. we did this. This is good. This is good. Yeah. See, we were we were going, uh, and and this time we're like, you know what? Let's do it a little bit worse than we did <laughs> yeah, last time yeah, because yeah, it's worse. not quite as spontaneous. Right. And uh, also maybe Trey is the one to say it this time, not me. Right. <laughs> Right, <laughs> right, right. You have a you have a uh, job you need to keep. I have to I have to say the shocking things. Yeah, you have to you have to do shocking things to keep your job. Yes, exactly. You have to you have to do you Eminem to lyric raps that could get <laughs> right. you fired, but no one <laughs> says anything for some reason. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's what they want. They, it's what they, they want off the off the controversy. Right. They they don't want you to go to Super Bowl media night and not have security <laughs> chase you around. No. <laughs> like like it's Scooby Doo. Which it, it's uh, when I inevitably get fired from the station for accidentally playing a a spot in the wrong place and the sponsor says it's either the guy who played it or we're done and I get fired because that's how 
things work, Adam. It's all money. Mm-hmm. Uh, when yeah. inevitably I get fired, I'm worried about my next job because no other place you work can be so shocking. You know, you can't be shocking yeah. doing taxes. You can't be shocking. Let's face it. I'll be working at the back of a movie theater uh, uh, cleaning up toilets. You can't be shocking doing that to customers, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm worried. I, I'm going to be like Brooks at the end of uh, at the end of Shawshank Redemption. I'm not going to know what to do with myself. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, that's, that's very, very dark. I'm going to say, and, you know, when it, I'm going to I'm going to keep saying things like uh, like nip nip wiener, and people are going to look at me weird. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to, yeah. Uh, yeah. When it comes to like Bob's steak and chop house, sometimes you get the glazed carrot and sometimes you get the stick. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh yeah, but I went to Groundhog Day and boy So in Punxsutawney, there's a, like a bus that you can go take you out to Gobbler's Knob, which is just a kind of a hill in the middle of nowhere, and you're surrounded by Oh, all these white people. So many. There's, there's over-excited dad who brings his family and maybe has light-up hats. There is some sort of snow wizard who has, like, a full staff with a snowflake on it. and a, Did he, a, did he uh, tell light. you you cannot pass at uh, any the, point? He, he was wearing foot, football pads. Oh. Um, he would have. Or he would have told me that that's some normie shit, and he would have, he would have, I don't know, pulled out some real wizard knowledge. You you hat. play Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yeah, I just record. I just uh, for my my buddy Rasputin, who has a podcast called Once Upon a Roll, just uh, edited one of his podcasts, and um, it seems fun. It seems like being wizards and stuff is is pretty fun. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what we would do when we <laughs> when we play Dungeons and Dragons, uh, which would make Zach our dungeon master furious, is just like whenever anyone would come around, we'd have them try to do a backflip. Yeah, uh, in order to be a part of our gang, uh, or we'd do all kinds of stuff where we like jump off a spear and just try to like jump chasms that we shouldn't <laughs> stuff like that that where uh you die all the time and it's it was very fun but the guy who prepared for all the <laughs> everything uh yeah it's not that's not fun for them zach zach's like a he seems like when he's into something he goes 180 percent into it like he is full oh, yeah. into it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I could see him it's getting just, pissed off at you guys. <laughs> it's just a matter of time before he chooses methamphetamine. Oh I guess. no! <laughs> then, yeah. <laughs> Zach. Oh Zach. Uh. Anyway. So, Adam, yeah. Puxatani. Get that big old hog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So you get there at three in the morning, and then there's just like two guys there entertaining you for four and a half hours and they got nothing <laughs> and uh you said a lot of parody I, songs right they did yeah they did uh uh born on groundhog's day mm-hmm. to the tune of born in the usa you ain't nothing but a groundhog oh it's a classic sleeping all the time you ain't never seen shadow 
<laughs> uh, something. Oh. That's that was that song. Yeah, there was uh, just Groundhog Day to the tune of Purple Rain. Uh, Punksy Groundhog Style. That was a that was a big hit with oh, all I the bet. fun dads. I, I bet. <laughs> oh, and man. Mark Cuban and likes the, that one too. Yeah. And then there was the Fillettes, which was a collection of probably 11th grade dance girls from central Pennsylvania who just kind of like barely swayed for (laughs) about four hours on stage. Uh, And then there was a guy who looked like Corby Davidson, who they called the town drunk. Oh, no, uh, Corby. If Corby was born in central Pennsylvania, he would be this guy doing a guest spot doing parody songs uh just on stage at Groundhog's Day he did, he looked exactly like Corby really? but with long hair and a fringe well, jacket Corby has long hair he he can't have long hair like how long like past the shoulders oh okay okay yeah i don't think i've ever seen corby with that but yeah yeah, so, that's great. It's it's a fun time. Go you sh- you could go once if you're nearby. It was worth it. I wouldn't like fly in. Every everything around everywhere is like all groundhog themed and Bill Murray signs signed a bunch of stuff around town. Uh he wasn't there, but like there's just like a whole bunch of memorabilia. Everybody's so proud of their little movie. <laughs> Do you like that movie? Groundhog Day? Yeah. Yeah. I like it too. You know who doesn't like it? Who? David Mino. Does not like Groundhog Day. <laughs> because he, uh. Why is the same thing over and over? I don't know. I don't know his reasoning, but he doesn't like it. No, Nick Cage isn't in it. Yeah. Oh, God. We're doing this bit again. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 I'm. I'm... <laughs> I'm mad that Jake said that Parasite was an art film that Nick Cage was Parasite in. was an art house Even film. Nick Cage has done more Nick art films in, in the last like ten years. Actually, he is in that movie that there's like another Lovecraft movie. It was like something, um, The Shape of Color or something. I don't know, but it's supposed to be some weird ass Lovecraft shit with Nicolas Cage. You know what movie but I really want to see? Actually, the Werner Herzog yeah. Nicolas Cage movie. Because I've been kind of getting into Werner Herzog lately. Not necessarily watching his movies, but looking up what his movies are about. Maybe Just listening to him talk about his movies? Listening to him to talk about him getting shot and Baby Yoda and all that stuff. He's the key a- of man versus nature <laughs> is that nature will always crush man, no matter how man desires to beat nature. Nature shall always overcome. This is why. <laughs> The man drags the ship over the mountain. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And you know what? <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, stupid. Stupid. Parasite is too good. It's too good for you, Jake Kemp. God damn it. I got like a fly in my coffee now. Fuck. Oh, you mean you mean your milk? Trey drinks coffee that is basically white. It's not true. It is. I'm looking at it right now. There's some shit in it now. There's shit everywhere now, man. That's the thing with construction in the house. There's just shit Dang, everywhere. Dang, man. <laughs> There's shit everywhere now. I know. Since 9-11. Speaking of 9-11, what have you been watching, Adam? 
I think you're the one who is who's been watching nine eleven. Well, I, I have been rewatching The Sopranos, and we're doing it for the new season of Deja Vu. Which, by the way, also uh, this podcast and the Games Cast. So, if you look up Supercast sixty four Network, Supercast one word, you can find this on pretty much every <laughs> podcast uh, app. There is. It's good for when people are, you know, maybe could stumble across something, <laughs> you know, when they're just looking up Supercast. Right. So. Well, if you look up Super Games Cast and Super Films Cast, you can find it too. So if you, yeah, if you look up Super Films Cast, Super Games Cast, you can find it. If this is now but on, both of those are are one word as well. So there's no way anyone looking for games or films would be able to find it. Well, maybe we'll figure that out, Adam. Uh, because we're now using Anchor. <laughs> Got to improve that SEO, yes. dude. <laughs> we're using Anchor now. And Anchor, uh, there will be an ad in this eventually. But Anchor, it's pretty cool. It it does kind of everything for you. And this is not an ad. I, this is just why I'm using it. It's it's. Uh, I heard about it, and it posts all your podcasts to all the different platforms, including Spotify. We're on Spotify now. Uh, it. Uh, you can also monetize. I need to figure out how to do that. So it, it's a pretty cool tool. It, it gives you good analytics. Uh, I'm using it now. We'll see how... And it's all free, which is awesome. Uh, I don't know if I can shut the SoundCloud down. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I haven't looked that up. But uh, I'm using Anchor now. So anyway, that so, brings me to uh, the Deja Vu podcast is now on Anchor as well, well on its own feed. Well, Trey, before you get into Sopranos... Yes. Um, do you want my serious anchor comment or my joking? Uh, s- both. Okay, I'll do the serious one. Okay. Um, if we do monetize this podcast, uh, the money uh, will be placed into a barrel and will be lit on fire because we do this for the right, love of the game. Right, right, right. Love of the game. Not even, there's zero chance that we would ever be bought uh, by uh, some sort of thing. All right. right. Uh, now, Anchor, what is this? An ad for my wife? Okay. Uh, <laughs> both of them. Both of them. bing from the Northeast. <laughs> Boy. You're telling me your dad says bing. He used to go bing, boom, like when we were little babies. He would say it. <laughs> what, would he, what would he say before? Like, what would he do that would... Oh, he would just be like, 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 you know, have us in her arms and, like, have my sister in her arms and he'd go, hey, bing, just something funny you do to a little baby. <laughs> look at him and just say butter bing yeah that's what he used to say sorry my dad's italian okay big italian man sorry your dad's not italian yeah. is your dad italian yeah uh no but my dad when he had a mustache looked like luigi <laughs> <clears throat> anyway been watching the sopranos rewatching it watched the first three episodes I feel like this is going to be a lot easier of a movie of a show to talk about than Lost because every episode's more straightforward. There's not like five different plot lines going on. Uh, yeah, I'm liking it a lot. Uh, we're we're kind of trying to look at it in an angle of kind of post nine eleven, or I guess pre and post nine eleven, because the show is right in the middle. Like I think between the third and fourth season, nine eleven happened, and I want to see how how it changed because a lot of the show is this um, a lot of that late 90s anxiety of what's your purpose in life? Who are you? Who are we? You know, and then, you know, 
9-11 happens and that kind of wipes away. That, that's why a lot of movies from the 90s don't hold up, in my opinion. Or at least a lot of, like, dramas. Like, American Beauty does not hold up at all, I don't think, in 2020. When, you know, in 1990, that was... 1999, that was, like, maybe the, the main thought of a lot of people. This this thought of this malaise and is there more and stuff like that, which... I think kind of changed when 9-11 happened and maybe we're kind of going back to that, but in a more technology and social media and that kind of stuff, maybe it's coming back to that, but it's in a different form nowadays. I think, I don't think people are thinking too much about external issues. Well, maybe they are, but I feel like there's so much noise nowadays that maybe we're coming back to that. But it, it's it's a, still a really good show. James Gandolfini is excellent as as Tony so Soprano. Good. Yeah, you 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 think he's actually a mobster? Like, I don't know. I'm not convinced. Tony, I'm not convinced. James Gandolfini isn't a mobster. I'm not convinced. I wouldn't know. He might be. Well, who knows? I mean, I don't know if he. I'm pretty sure he's not. No, I don't think he is. <laughs> I don't think he is. Uh, I think though. Acting. I'm sorry. Acting. He is an actor. I think, though, we should be on the right track to finish this show right before The Many Saints of Newark comes out. Oh, good time? Yeah, and we will have a big uh, films cast slash deja vu episode reviewing that movie. Or that movie. Uh, young Polly Walnuts. Yeah. Maybe they'll do some Irishman stuff. I I always uh, like Polly Walnuts. He was always my, one of my favorites. There's a lot of you know. There's a lot of good good humor with him. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of lot of funny stuff. I, I love all the technology references, and I've been taking notes of those, the technology mm. references, and like talk about laser discs hey. and DVD player. Why was <laughs> why were everyone stealing DVD players between 1999 and 2001? That's like because it was that's the plot of new and expensive. That's 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 uh, Sopranos. That's Fast and the Furious. Everyone's trying to steal DVD players, man. Hey, Christopher, why did you get that hey. clock radio? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Christopher? <laughs> why do you have that clock radio? <laughs> that could be bugged. Christopher, <laughs> what was the first ever DVD you had? Oh boy, um, I know Phantom Menace was the last tape I had. That makes sense. Yeah, maybe it was like Mister Deeds. Okay, <laughs> I don't. That doesn't. That may not be right because that would be a little bit later. A little bit, but that was a that was one that was just burning up. I remember the first time I watched a DVD. Yeah. And uh, my friend put on Digimon the movie, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh hell yeah, I'm gonna see these digital monsters." Them did them Digivolve, uh, and he was like, "Look at this!" And he went to the menu, and then he skipped ahead to a scene, and I was like, "What is this? You don't even have to put it in the tape no, rewinder. You, don't. you just skip it. It goes right to it." I, and I was like, "This is the this is the future." I would have invested in DVDs right then, yeah. If I was not eight years old, <laughs> I I remember our family got a DVD player for Christmas, and we got Chicken Run. 
was the first oh, ever DVD. Good. Yeah. Mm. Chicken Run. <laughs> I think the first That's ever nice. one I got, uh, movie I bought was The Client. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, yeah. That's the first movie I ever got on DVD. <laughs> Don't worry about why, but it was. <laughs> well, you were just uh, interested. <laughs> yeah. You're like, huh. This seems like it's for me. <laughs> I'm 12 years old, and these are the kind of movies I'm into now. I'm about to be a teenager. Uh, I liked one of the actors a lot in it, so that's why I got it. So that's, yeah, it was a weird movie. <laughs> it's my first DVD. It wasn't The Matrix. It was The Client. <laughs> I think I might still have it. I don't think I have it anymore. I, I, I used to own like 300 DVDs, like something ridiculous. And now it's, I have a lot of Blu-rays, not nearly that much, but I have a bunch of Blu-rays, but my DVD collection has shrunk significantly. It used to be huge, man. Now it's barely oh. anything. So who did you like in The Client? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I was a big Brad Renfro fan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really? What did he like Brad Renfro from? Tom and Huck, I think. I thought he was cool. Oh. I thought it was he was a cool <laughs> yeah. southern dude. And I used to, to have a southern try to do a southern accent cuz I thought that was cool. And so oh. yeah. <laughs> oh no. Very weird. Trey. Uh, have you heard have you been keeping up with what Brad Renfro Oh, he's he's been lately? dead for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, yeah. died of a heroin and morphine overdose. Yeah, oh, he's been no. dead for a good good while. So, R.I.P. Um, uh, what else? All right. So, hate, hate to see. Oh, you hate to see it. Also, I watched that Netflix documentary, "Don't F with Cats," and oh yes. So yeah, we we you know, I wish we still had our conversation from the podcast we recorded. I'll make it short. It's it's an insane documentary. I think it's a well-done documentary. I hated it at first, but I think I realized I just hated everyone in it. Because I thought, yes, mm-hmm. the guy who suffocated the cats was a monster. And he's, you know, and he's, he's a horrible... I don't know. And it, it's weird because I, I think, though, with that, it's a lot of mental health with psychopaths and sociopaths. And I don't, I don't want to just label people that have these tendencies as monsters. But there is something horribly wrong with him, and I think it should be studied further, you know. But I think that the Facebook group that was set up by these people to find this guy, and they focus on two people, one a, a lady from Las Vegas, another a uh, a man who you can't convince me isn't a pedophile, uh, but or or he's into some weird ass shit. I don't know, just some weird shit he's got in his basement or something. Uh, but I think those people are not as bad, but close. Uh, you think they're as bad? That's what you told me. You told me you texted me about it. You said I hate all of these people equally. I, 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 I hate like, them equally. Even yes. the one that even the one that murdered. And you you said yes. There, if you <laughs> slightly annoy me, you might as well have murdered cats and like like you would like you with dogs 
I feel that way with cats. I'm not a big cats guy. I don't care if cats get get murdered. Whatever. I'm just kidding. Wow. I'm kidding wow. about that. It is though. The videos are very disturbing, and I think the most disturbing part is the music behind it, because <laughs> it's like John Lennon's uh, uh, Christmas. <laughs> this is Christmas is playing, and I'm like, oh, that's creepy, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the people there, I think probably didn't do much to help the situation. I, I didn't exactly understand why they were the focus. And I guess, cause they were first and I guess it's interesting to hear sort of how they found who this guy was, but I, but wasn't there a part where the lady, the main lady gets a, a message saying it's this guy, it's Luca Monte, whatever his name is. Isn't that Luca Magnata? Luca Magnata? Is that was probably him, right? Tipping her off. Uh, it could be. And so, they're not doing shit. It's this guy's playing with them and giving them clues. It, they're all just eating at the palm of his hand, pretty much. And then he does what he does, and the police finally get involved and figure this shit out. It, it just seemed like they were, you know, it's like when people talk about Indiana Jones and uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> where Indiana Jones really had no. He had no – he really didn't do anything. He was just there. He was just there. <laughs> you know, like he was just yeah. – he didn't have any – they would have opened the Ark of the Covenant and been – their faces would have melted off anyway, whether Indiana Jones was there right. or not. That's sort of yeah. like this. But I think this one, though, is – Then you don't get that that commentary on internet culture. No. That it may not be totally good. Right. And which is a – which is a pretty original thought. It's very original. And I hate it when the, the frog lady at the end turns to the camera and says... Frog lady. Uh, and she says that you are implicated too for watching this documentary. It's like, okay, no. You made the stupid doc. If you didn't make the doc, no one would have known who this guy was. And But you made the doc. You sat down and... I, I hate that. It's such a... It's such a little half-assed, a devil's advocate... Were we the problem? Probably not, but you are. I'm just like, okay. I, I think it could have done a better job at showing the other side of it, how they probably ramped up this guy's insanity and were probably more harmful than good. Yeah, and I mean, I I can I could see that, um, but I also feel like this guy's, for the most part, going to do what he was going to do and uh probably wasn't totally just like all right now this is this is how i'm going to do it like he like he wanted to kill the the cats and yeah. the person oh i'm not and saying the group i think yeah. i think just the just the group was just a, the added little yeah little cherry on top right. that he was kind of taunting them sure 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 yeah i it's a very interesting documentary, though. It, it's uh, three episodes. It's very interesting. And just... But Trey, it, whose, whose hands were those? Oh, what part? Oh, Whose hands were those? Oh, filming him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, there's like the three sets of hands. Oh, you're right. Who, else, who other hands are there? I don't know, man. Was it... Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh... The guy his mom blamed? Manny. Manny. See, that's, was Manny? That was where I was like, okay, that's some fucked up shit if that's the case. And then they realize the whole reveal at the end was insane. <laughs> like, that was very usual suspects. Like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, like, oh, wow. 
Have you ever seen Basic Instinct? I have not. I I've never seen it either. I I from I've seen clips of stuff, you know, that are kind of famous movie moments, but I've never seen the movie. I don't know if I can now. <laughs> <laughs> Been poisoned. Been poisoned. By the way, RIP to Kirk Douglas. 103. Uh, yeah, but you know, yeah, you're 103. Yeah. I, what, do you that, expect him to keep living? Right. It's like, I think after 90, you're just kind yeah. of, you're on, uh, you're on, I don't know. It's. It, I wouldn't say it's sad. I'll never say it's sad if yeah. you die after 90. It's not sad. You lived a good once, life. Once you're old enough to be in a movie and your character dies and they have no explanation for the character dying, yeah. it's not like he got sick or anything. It's just... It's just like the football coach. It's like, oh, Pops, the old equipment <laughs> manager, died. And everyone's like, yeah, that checks yeah, out. Yeah, checks out. That's like, know, okay. Then, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, obviously, he was he was barely able to move around. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's crazy. Once you get we... to that point, hey, you know what? S- stay hard. Stay hard, old friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Kirby Enthusiasm is funny. And every time they bring it's up... Every time they bring up Funkhauser, I get a little sad. Yeah, I I see Richard Kind, and I'm just like, oh, that should be yeah, Funkman. Yeah, how did Richard, how did he live and Funkhauser go? <laughs> Whoa! Well, I mean, <laughs> oh you would have thought, that guy looks like Skeletor now. He does not look good. And then Funkhauser, you know, he's, oh, he did, I would not think he was that old. Yeah, the real shame is that we could have on SNL, it could be Larry David as Bernie Sanders and Funkhauser as Tom Steyer. (laughs) That can work. That can work. All right, well. He looks like Tom Steyer. He does. R.I.P. Funkhauser. Um, This is a lot sadder than the first time. Yeah, I know. A lot more sadness. Uh, Adam, have you been watching anything? Yeah, Trey, I rewatched Parasite. So now I've seen uh, Parasite, Once Upon a Time, Joker. Uh, I I think those are the only, I've seen those all multiple times now. Uh, Parasite is so good. I want to rewatch that. <laughs> I want to rewatch that, it's, and I want to rewatch um, Joker. I, I've seen Once Upon Upon a Time twice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Parasite, just rewatching it, and there's so much fun discovery the first time, and some of it was enjoying thinking back to the time that I saw it the first time, where I was like, oh man, I remember when this blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, it's available to rent. It's good. Uh, why haven't you seen this movie yet? And it does seem like more people are are watching oh, it. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, that's the, you get that little Oscar bump. That's what that's what they talk about. Uh but it is also getting it because uh because it's good. <laughs> like if if there's It's weird how that happens sometimes. Some years it's like, why is this thing getting the attention? And some years it's like, oh, the good thing's getting the attention, you know. It's just yeah, it's kind of slowly built. Yeah. To the point where people are like, "Oh, no, I mean, if you're watching one, this is kind of the most fun of the Oscar movies." Yeah. Um, I really like that everyone at the I, most everyone at the station at the ticket has gotten behind it. You know, yeah. yeah. So that 
And even yeah, if they so don't think it's best picture, they still like it, you know. Right, yeah. it's still enjoyable unless you're Jake and you say, "Oh, it's an art house movie." Wait, what do you want? What do you want? That, this movie's so fun. Oh, it's boring. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not boring. It's, there's a exciting twists. There are exciting twists. I mean, look, Jake. Jake well, never, what do you want from Said he was film guy, though. He doesn't enjoy watching movies. And unfortunately, yeah, he works for a podcast where they all like watching movies. <laughs> or not a podcast, a, a radio station where they all like watching movies. And yeah, and his podcast host, his podcast partner, TC, likes movies as well. So I just, you know, he's kind of, ha- he kind of is. I don't think Jake would watch any movie if he didn't have to. And I say I, that, I, I say that, that out I'm of love. The I'm, the I'm defending Jake here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so he just doesn't like any movies. No, so why would he like this movie? Right. I just, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't, I'm not too upset fine. by his opinion. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you're trying to cozy up. You're trying to get that sweet bad radio. I gig. don't think I'll get Here's any hard line. I think I'll be um, just quarantined uh, overnight still, while everyone else gets to have fun. Anyway, Adam, um, what else? <laughs> I, you got? I also watched uh, I watched the host, which is the other yeah. Bong Joon Ho, an, an older Bong Joon Ho movie. Um, director of Parasite. This is an, director of Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. This one is another Korean film, and it's uh, film. You have me saying film now, Trey. Film. Uh, no, I don't. I don't say film. I say movie. And it makes me mad when I hear people say. Film. Really, I, I am not. Here's the thing. I don't yes. try to say that to sound pretentious or smart. Mm, but you, I just do. say it though. It's just a part of my vernacular. It's a South Korean movie about how the government lies to you. Wow. And there's a monster that goes, and it's yeah. Is the monster yeah. orange? <laughs> uh, uh, no, not in this one. But I'm. It could be. Okay. Eventually, uh, it's pretty good. It it does like watching that and watching Snowpiercer makes me think that this parasite is kind of the right mix of like kind of hokey and I mean hokey is not the right word. More, but more there's science like, fiction. There's like a yeah right there's like a, a strong cultural message that has a, a movie that a lot of times is is serious and then you know there's some parts that are kind of purposefully a little bit and i guess parasite isn't science fiction but it, wacky. It, yeah I, I i i totally get what you're saying it's that mix of serious almost right place right time with um a little more of a grounded story because, yeah, most yeah. of his movies are science fiction. This is not science fiction, but it borders on the bizarre, you know? And, yeah, and it'll it'll go in some places, like Snowpiercer is going to step over the line where people won't take it seriously as a, as a right, film. Right, right, right. Uh, it it is know, very like much a video game. An Oscar movie. movie. Which one? Uh, Snowpiercer. It's like a video game movie. It's. Uh, I did. A I whole think video you just it. say this about uh, about all movies. No, I don't. There's a certain idea no. about it because it's they're going from one place to another, going through each train. Each train is like a different kind of theme, 
It's um, right, it's, and it feels like Bioshock, the the game Bioshock. There's a, a class struggle. There's a a leader who has a bit who has a you know they have um, a worldview and a mantra and a big speech. There are kind of these children that sort of power the train. It, it, a lot of it is very much like Bioshock. I don't I don't think it's on purpose, but it. I remember watching it and being like, oh, this is like the game Bioshock. You know, it's this it's this uh, habitat that shouldn't really be a habitat, but it is. Uh, yeah, it's it's very much the game Bioshock. I did a whole video on it years ago. Well, sometimes. YouTube.com oh, slash Criterion. I have. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I watched all your videos. Oh. It's just... You know, when the last ones were posted six, seven years ago, it's hard to remember. <laughs> um, we're working on that, but yeah. So I, I think I think Parasite is unless unless this is a shift in Bong Joon Ho. I don't think so. Thinking, which I don't necessarily think it is. I think deep down, what he likes to do is the kind of crazier stuff. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, not that Shape of Water was. A little more Oscar Beatty, um, where it's like it's that's a different Del Toro yeah. than a lot of the other stuff right. that he does. And he's like, hey, this one's for maybe dips its toe in the Oscar. Uh, but it also doesn't feel like Parasite or even Shape of Water for that matter felt like. All right, I'm going for the Oscar with no, this. No, I, I think even more so. Parasite does not feel like that. Like, right, yeah. I, it's just kind of like uh, this weird thing that's built momentum. Yeah. Um, Anyway. I think right place, right but, time as well. You know. Oh, for sure. Um, and he talks about how he has no idea. He had no idea that oh, it would yeah. connect so well with American audiences. Yeah. He felt like it was a very South Korean movie, and that uh, the fact that they people are so connected to it is like pretty cool to mm -hmm. him. Also, I would say uh, Drive is a bit like that. Nicholas Winding Refn's Drive, where. His other movies are very, very weird. But Drive is that yeah. it was, yeah, that spectrum of normal weird where it connected more with mainstream audiences. Whereas, like, you know, you watch Only God Forgives and you're just like, what the mm -hmm. fuck is this? Or, yeah, Neon Demon. Yeah, Neon Demon <laughs> or something like that. Uh, Bronson's great. Bronson is on the weird spectrum, though, as well. I love it, but yeah. that is oh, for sure. yeah, weird. All right, well, we got Oscars so coming up, unless you have anything else, Adam. Nope, that, that's it. Oh, I did get the uh, the Sopranos Sessions uh, book as well. I'm gonna, oh, you got the book? Yeah, I got it on Kindle oh, that's exciting. for 11 bucks. Nice. And I'm going to read through that as I watch the show. So thank you. That's a, that's a really good idea. Yeah. yeah. All right, Adam, so we got Academy Award nominations. We're going to go through all the nominees, and we're going to pick what we believe will win. Yeah, so we put all the time in. We did. I'm an AM. I'm an AMC Stubbs a lister. Before the movie, they thank me specifically. <laughs> thank you, Adam Fullerton from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, they just they say all you Stubbs a listers. Oh, okay, they don't have to shout me out specifically. But they know. I Everyone know knows. It's for me. Everyone knows. Everyone. And you know why I do that? You know why I go? Yeah. Uh, uh, Go to all those movies. Why? Why I I I, I 
put it in so I can clean up at Oscar season. I will join your Oscar pool and I will crush you Whoa. in it. I will I will I've won Oscar pools at work and online online and, and other things. And so we're going to tell you what to put your Oscar picks on so you can walk out of there with the champagne flute or the pretzels that are maybe named after uh, rolled Ari Gold. That doesn't work. Yeah, that doesn't work. Uh, no, you have your you have your pun foods for your for all the movies. Your Oscar Meyer pigs in a blanket. You get a little mm-hmm. Oscar Myers mm-hmm. and or your Leonardo De Queso. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Leonardo mm-hmm. chips and the queso, your your Brad pita chips or pita bread. They, oh, there we uh, go. Brad pita bread. Uh, jo, Jojo <laughs> rabbit stew. Oh, that sounds gross. Um, your Irishman meat cheese spread. Your I because they're Italian. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, you just eat a lime. Yeah. You know? Your, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> what's another, well, let's see, your, uh, 19.7 bean dip. <laughs> uh, I always like finding, like, weird food items in the movie. Like, well, what's a Joker one? What did he eat in that movie? He didn't really eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a point. Yeah, he's, <laughs> like, uh, skinny and weird. Yeah, he's skinny and weird. Your parasite... Uh, Parasite, uh, food pouch. <laughs> food pouch. <laughs> At one point, he eats the food pouch. Yeah, was it? Uh, she she makes some food for. Oh well, yeah, yeah, that uh, the whipped cream cake. Whipped cream and the uh, and then the well, that kind of the kid is eating the whipped cream cake when he sees he sees the man come up the stairs, which is a great shot. Yeah, up. so good. Uh huh. So anyway, we're this is this is why we're here, and so we go, we do our Oscar picks. Every year, I actually don't know what the punishment was last year for losing Oscar picks. Um, but uh, Trey, Spencer, and myself make our picks, and we put us up against a random picker. If the random picker beats us, then uh, we are kicked off the podcast for good. Uh, and yeah, so we get points one point for each category. Three points for each of the acting categories and director, and five points for best picture. We're starting from the bottom. Visual now we effects. Hit oh, sorry, Trey. We both picked nineteen seventeen, and so it did looks Spencer. like it's one shot. It looks like it's one shot, Trey. I'm sorry. Yeah, it does look like it's one shot. Even though you can you can see where they edited. You know, there's obvious yeah, parts, yeah. but did a good job of. Where you wouldn't think about it after after a while. I think the Irishman. I think it's too in your face. You know, the aging stuff. I don't think it's no, that. It's, 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 Honestly, it's I've kind of good. cooled on the Irishman as well. I don't think it was that great. I think I still enjoy the movie. I would say that the visual effects they're not expensive. Good. Yes, it it there's just not enough that it can do. And I think if you, this one visual effects. In like five years, we'd look back and go, 
Oh boy. Yeah, I think so. That that one uh, effects. I you know I I do think Avengers Endgame needs to be at least shouted out. I, I think they did a great job with Thanos. You don't think about him being a CGI character, you know. He it, it I think they did a very good job with Thanos and, and the visual effects in Endgame and just in the Avengers as well. I I don't know. I I yeah they they made they made Chris Hemsworth look fat like <laughs> not hot i know man not not conventionally hot oh don't roast me <laughs> how, like how much visual effects had to go into making chris hemsworth not conventionally hot <laughs> so anyway we all have 1917 costume design i think this is an interesting mm-hmm. category i picked once upon a time in hollywood the old hollywood costumes Trey, your pick, I could also easily see with Little Women, Civil War, gotta get them Civil War garments on. That's what win. Timothy Chalamet wearing some garments. We got it. Mm-hmm. They got they got all kinds of crazy dresses they do. in that. Timothy Chalamet wears a dress in that movie. Florence Pugh's dresses all look great. They all look crazy. Like I was when I was watching the movie, I was like She's got some crazy dresses. She does got some crazy dresses. That is a, you know, that's a very good movie. I don't think people are giving it the chance, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to say they have to see it. it, It's a girl movie. I don't think it's, I mean, it's definitely, you know, geared towards females, but it's not a, I enjoyed it. And I think it's solely because of Greta Gerwig. I think she's just a great director. And I think she made that movie way more enjoyable than it could, than, than maybe it would have been someone else doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that that I would say for sure. Mm-hmm. Makeup and hair. Uh, this is kind of a weird category because I don't know. You think about makeup. There's some there's some crazy makeup out yeah. there in in kind of like completely transforming things. But this kind of seems to be a category that always seems to go one way, and that is making people look like other people. That's why I pick bombshell i think the last two years it was uh christian bale and vice yeah and Dick Cheney. Uh, uh and what's his name um, uh gary gary oldman yeah. in uh no oh, man what what was that movie even the uh, the, the other side of dunkirk movie <laughs> where he was winston churchill well it was darkest hour um, darkest hour yeah. yeah uh so i chose i searched bombshell hey you made uh Charlize look like Megan Kelly. That's pretty impressive. Uh, you made you made Nicole Kidman look like uh, what's her name, Gretchen Carlson. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. They look they looked a lot like them. So bombshell. Yeah, I could see that. For I, me. I picked Joker just because I think the makeup was really well done thematically. So maybe they picked Joker. Also, just not but to copy it, you and Spencer all the time. They they did it. They did it bad on purpose. Right. Right. Did Batman, did the Dark Knight Rises get, or did the Dark Knight get nominated for makeup? I don't think so. I don't uh, think, wasn't Dark Knight not nominated for anything? I think it was a nominated for why... Tactical Award. It wasn't nominated for Best Picture. That's why people were upset. Hit up the old Google machine. Oh, well, yeah, obviously Heath Ledger was nominated for Yeah, for the actor. Any one actor. Best Supporting Actor. Oh, uh, there's all kinds of stuff that's that it got nominated for, just not best right. picture. Right, and that's what I think it. 
I think it's better than a lot of comic book movies being nominated. I think it's better than Joker, 100%. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. I think it's better than Black Panther. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, not even close. Yeah. Uh, original song. Uh, we all chose yeah. the Elton Elton John, Rocket Man. Yeah. That's... Uh, I'm going to love me again. Dead. Rocket Man. It's fine. I still think it's weird that uh, Beyonce wasn't nominated. Bay wants. And also, where's uh, Skimbleshanks the Railway railway Cat? Where's uh, the Rum Tum Tugger song? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Adam. Where, those aren't I'm original sorry. songs. That's why. Otherwise, it would right. be cleaning cleaning up. I th- oh, also, the, the Razzie uh, nominations, they're usually out by now. They're coming. The nominations are coming out. The Saturday before the Oscars, okay. and then they're like televising the award show this year. Oh wow! All right, yeah, I'm excited. So. <laughs> oh yeah, you. Nothing's better than to wa- watch John Travolta not accept awards that he wins. <laughs> I think they need to have a category for best, uh, best soundtrack. Sort of like, you know, where it's not original, but it's like a uh, the best put-together soundtrack. So uh-huh. something like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would win, you know, where it's a very good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, original score. I chose 1917. I think the score is actually really, really mm-hmm. good in 1917. Um, it does not seem to get a lot of love for the categories that I think it should cinematography obviously gets a lot of love for i didn't love the movie overall it's i would say maybe the favorite right now um, unfortunately to yeah. win to win best picture no, no, I, I guess not unfortunately um, it's i guess i would not be upset i, I would i would I be miffed score, but i wouldn't be upset it, i would i think i would be disa- disappointed disappointed yeah. i would say hey hey oscars Tisk tisk tisk. What tisk. you? You've done this to me two years in a row. Uh, but 1917. I think the score super underrated. Uh, you know what's I weird? I think that Star Wars score is really good as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's gonna. You know what's weird? Lord, of the, I'm looking at the hair and makeup. Lord of the Rings got nominated in 2001 and one, and it got nominated in 2003 and one. Was not nominated in 2002, even though that's when they had all the Urukai and shit. And only two were nominated in 2002. You know what? One in 2002 for Best Hair and Makeup? Shrek. It's called Frida. The third. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, oh Frida. Frida. Yeah, yeah, is, uh, yeah, making someone look like another person. Yes. You give a... You put a... Well, oh, wow. Look, it's one eyebrow on Penelope Cruz. Made her ugly. Yeah, you got uh for twenty so. tens Wolfman Iron Lady, Lame is more like Lame is a raw, uh Dallas Buyers Club Grand Budapest Hotel Mad Max Fury Road Suicide Squad Darkest Hour Vice. Suicide Squad Academy Award winning movie Suicide Squad. Yeah, it was hard to put damaged on his forehead <laughs> because uh, I love to because I love to put Jared that Leto, one over Matt, Matt Birmingham's head. <laughs> Jared Leto was is squirming the whole time. He you can't keep him still. No, and yet you still wrote damaged on his. He head? did. Uh, you chose Joker for original score, Trey. I did because it's a it's a it's a 
It's uh, leading, I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Way to go. Conviction. Uh, production design. I chose Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, you know, totally recreating old Hollywood. There's long drives through yeah, that's Los insane, Angeles, yeah. through stuff that does not exist anymore. It uh, apparently looks the way it used to look. I think 1917 is a very, like, if 1917 is anything, it's a product of cinematography and production design. So the fact that I'm not picking this, uh, if if I had to pick the best production design, I would say it's probably 1917, but I'm not picking what I think is the best. I'm picking what I think will win. Yeah, I'm with you. And I chose Once Upon a Time. And you actually changed my mind the first time you told me that. I I didn't think about that. But yeah, the production design is, is very well done in that movie. Sound mixing and uh, sound editing. You picked Ford uh, versus Ferrari for both. I picked 1917 for both. Yeah. Uh, Ford vs. Ferrari is good at anything. It's good at that. It's good for the sound. Yeah. Yeah. And I like hearing the vroom, vroom, vroom. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know who loves it? You know who it's loves like bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang, bang. The Musers Don't love like that Ford vs. Ferrari. Yeah, because they're freaking dads. <laughs> And this is what this movie is made for dad. Sean Bass loved this movie. By dad. Am I am I just not a man because I'm not really into Ford vs Ferrari or 1917. I'm not really I mean I'm more into 1917 than than Ford vs Ferrari. But I'm not I'm not war movie guy and I'm not car movie guy. <laughs> yeah. You should go into the muser today and say, "Hey, I liked Little Women better." I like both. Ford vs Ferrari <laughs> and 1917. I like 1917 way more than Little Women. Uh, okay. I, I don't know. I'm not... I do like war movie, but it's not... You know, I'm not... I'm not against a bad... A, a good war yeah, movie. I know. I lo- I, yeah. And I don't think 1917's a bad war movie. I think it's pretty good. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was... Uh, we talked about trailer stuff. I think there could be some then, war movies that are a little rah-rah America, fuck yeah. And I'm not really into those, maybe. That's what I maybe... Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's not what 19. Not at all. It's not even American. It's British. So yeah, right. But I mean, even it's not like a Adam. It's a foreign jingoism. film. No, no, not at all. Uh. Not at all. Same with Dunkirk. Film editing, not, a, not Jangoism, really either. Dunkirk was really well done. Ooh. Film editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is generally a. Uh, uh, this is supposed to be the peak into who wins best picture. Right. Whoever wins best editing, you know, goes into best picture. Uh, all three of us chose. Parasite. Which might lead to what I think would be best picture. Hmm. We'll see. To be determined later in the show. I uh, think best editing and best picture can kind of be, or best directing and best editing can kind of be misconstrued. Because I, I right. think, you know, the editing is the final directing of the movie when you're editing it together. And that's, I think, I think directing... Because a lot of directors will work with the editor to pick the best uh, best moments and best shots and stuff like that. So I always like the Lord of the Rings uh, documentaries where Peter Jackson would be laid out in the, on the on the couch, just telling him what to do mm. with the, with the edits. That was always fun watching. Um, but yeah, I, I think people can. Get... I, I could totally see. I, I see what you're saying though. We're editing. It's it's more of like okay, this movie is a 
as it's put together is good. Where directing, it can be you know Angley and Life of Pi, and be like, wow, it was probably really hard to get performances out of your actors right. with uh, all these fake animals around. Yeah. And it it kind of rewards difficulty, um, in a way where it's not just the final product. I, I, I think say. good editing can also help with performances. You know, you have you oh, have yeah for sure. Because I think you know it's that whole thing in film school where it's you have it one shot of a guy looking at, at right into the camera, and then you have three different images, and it, and it makes you feel three different things. And so if you have mm-hmm. like if you have a character just staring off into space with some with some very somber music that's cons- might be considered a good performance with editing. Yeah. Right. Best foreign language film lock of the decade will will bet all the money yeah. that I have on, on Pain and Glory. Parasite. Oh, yeah, Parasite, yeah. Parasite. Yeah, and you know even if I were to put up fifty grand to earn a hundred dollars, I would not feel bad about it because I feel like I would get that hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, so, if you have a pool that has a a lock, um, that would be my pick, and it should be yours as have well. Have you seen Pain and Glory? I have not. I have not either. I hear it's like it's you kind of need to know who the director is or something. I don't know. Best live action short. I haven't watched any no, of these. No, I haven't either. And I'm not going to be guy who is like, oh, yeah, I've watched all the shorts. I try to. I try to watch a few. Usually try to watch the winner. A lot of times it feels like they're, I mean, I'm not breaking any new ground, but they're not accessible until, you know, after mm-hmm. and then they're like oh yeah netflix or hbo kind of bought the rights to these and now they are released um i picked brotherhood okay uh don't don't know anything about it i put the neighbor's window don't know anything about no, it don't care you're fat that's a, that's <laughs> documentary a short idea. subject yeah. which i think is actually a very good category when these do come out i always enjoy watching documentary short subject it's like a little little 20 minute little information piece uh i chose saint louis superman i chose that as well yeah spencer chose learning skateboard in the war zone which sounds like he is a skateboard bro it also is uh like that sounds like something that would win where it's like overcoming war-torn just gotta skate bro syria and then and then you just gotta skate but as i learned with minding the gap last year which was the best documentary from last year. Uh, they don't like skaters. They don't. They're a bunch of punks. They don't like, they don't like skaters in the, in the they academy. They don't care best about... Best documentary feature. They don't care about the lifestyle of the skate skater. And do you ever want to be no. a skater, Adam? Uh, not really. Mm. I would have. I liked going up to the top of the hill and laying down on my skateboard. Yeah. I didn't... Standing up was too scary. It was scary. <laughs> yeah. I, but I had no desire to do kick flips. Yeah. Unless it was in Tony Hawk. Oh hell yeah, mel- bro! I would I would do melons all day. That's about as much skateboard I was I was into as skate as Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, best documentary feature I chose American Factory. The Obama movie. Give Obama the Oscar. I I picked the Obama movie as well. Uh. 
I would like Honeyland as well. I think Honeyland's really good. We got a couple of Syria things. Always a big contender. Um, the Edge of Democracy feels very uh, Trumpian. <laughs> if I if I had to throw it out there, uh, I watched that one. That's interesting. That's on Netflix. Uh, American Factory is on Netflix though, and I think it's I think it's the best one. Um, it's about a factory, a Chinese company trying to invest in an old abandoned factory in in Ohio. Oh, hey. And, uh, yeah. And uh the culture they they do not get along well and it's kind of an interesting look at it from both sides. That's interesting. That's yeah. my my dad uh his company is is Korean based and he mentions how that doesn't really mesh a lot of times. So yeah, that's yeah. interesting. The, yeah. Yeah, they're like, why? Why can't you work sixty hours right. with <laughs> no breaks, moving hot glass yeah. all day long? Yeah, uh, this is what we're supposed to do. And it's like, why? Why are you like? Why are our weekends a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff like that? Yeah. It's a very interesting look at okay. the workforce. Uh, cinematography, nineteen seventeen, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's. Though I mean Richard Richard Deakins only won last year for the first time, even though being nominated for like ever. Uh, but yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, original screenplay. You and Spencer Trey. picked Parasite. I picked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think uh, Tarantino. I think this is sort of where they give him a little nod. They give it to him a lot, though, with the original script. I think he won for Pulp Fiction and Inglorious Bastards, which, yeah, uh, they give him that a lot. So I, I'm picking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, this could be where it gets its due, because I, uh, I mean, Brad Pitt we'll get to, yeah. but uh, as as kind of a credit for it being a good movie, that could be it. Uh, but yeah, I chose Parasite. Because uh, I tend to pick Parasite for a lot of things in this adapted. That'd screenplay. be cool if Knives Out got it. I, would, I that'd be kind of cool. I w- I would not be okay. You with would that. not be okay with that. I did not like Knives. Oh, Out. Oh, you didn't? Oh, no. Okay. No. Um. Adapted screenplay. I chose Little Women. Oh, okay. again, you said, hey, it's a story that's known. I picked Jojo Rabbit. I think this is where. Uh, th- it's weird to call it an indie movie because it has it's a kind of a big name director now. I mean, a rising director and has a bunch of stars, but it is an indie movie, right? So it's that little movie, and yeah, Jojo Rabbit. I picked that. Spencer chose The Irishman, did. which I think would be, I think is interesting. I mean, I think Joker is interesting as well. I do. That wouldn't be the this first. Is, that's a... Would not be the first time a. Well, I guess the first time it won. But uh, Logan was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, animated short, Hair Love, I've been seeing stuff about, so I chose Hair Love. Because uh, yeah. it, seems, it seems like a, a Oscar-y thing, and it uh, I don't know, seems, to, seems to make sense. It looks good. I'm, I'm, I've been trying to, uh, not actively trying to find it, but I, I want to watch that one. Animated feature, boy, this uh, category sucks this it year. It does. 
I picked Missing Link just because that won the Golden Globe. I chose Toy Story Four. That's probably a safe I, bet. I feel I feel dirty. Yeah, but it's it's I, like hey, it's a known commodity. It's Disney, yeah. Pixar, so yeah, safe. All right, best director. Time to get into it. I am picking Sam Mendes. I think it's sort of what we've been talking about. I think people think it was a difficult movie to direct. And so I think uh, he gets it for this. I chose Bong Joon-ho. I, I, man, I, for whatever reason, I just feel like there's kind of a a swell of uh, Parasite Sport. Sam Mendes won the DGA. So this is probably his award. And maybe this is me kind of voting with my heart a little more than my head, which would say smart money goes to Sam Mendes. But if I'm looking to differentiate myself, I'm going to say Bong Joon-ho. Watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, just sweep everything. (laughs) Which I think it totally could. Like, that's the I think that's the dark horse. When we were doing these, when we were doing these picks kind of before all these other award shows, um, I still felt like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was strongest i would say uh now to the most boring set of actor categories i think we've ever had just as far as winners i think these are all kind of lock ish uh supporting actress laura dern for marriage story yeah 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 Yeah. Uh, supporting actor brad pitt for once upon a time in hollywood shirt off give him the oscar yeah Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, Anthony Hopkins, take note. Take your shirt off. Tom yeah. Hanks, he did take his shirt off in that he movie. Did? Yeah. Well, he went swimming in his little undies. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not as hot but, as Brad Pitt, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. get get freaking ripped as yeah. well, also. <laughs> so, one, take your shirt off. Number two, you better be ripped. You better ripped be ripped, Anthony it. Hopkins, when you take your shirt off, okay? Get jacked. Mm-hmm. Get yoked. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> just, oh, friggin'. Rip boy. Uh, lead actress, Renee Zellweger. Who the fuck is Renee Zellweger? Uh, I don't get it. For Judy. Every, this has kind of been what people have been talking about forever. Is that... Uh, yeah, this has been her award since like May or whenever Judy came out. Everybody loves the way she sings and dances. She gets the old Hollywood. She gets ah, the new Hollywood. See, ha, see, ha, see, ha, see. Uh, lead actor, uh, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. It's probably the lock. That's that's the that's the movie. Like that's why yeah. that's why the movie is is up there. Right. I think it's not anything else. If you like Joker, it's because Joaquin Phoenix. I do wonder if there's a certain amount of. Comic book movie uh, thing for backlash. people. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Or people seem to like Joaquin Phoenix, though. That's the thing. Right, right. He's respected. Yeah. So we'll see. Now, best picture. They changed up this year how they do the voting. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Where you know your second favorite gets tabulated. I believe. I believe you you rank them. Okay. Instead of instead of just pick a favorite. I believe. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, But after choosing Parasite for everything else, 
I I think I'm kind of hedging, and I'm taking 1917 to win Best Picture. See, I flipped. I was able to follow my heart yeah. for most of them and choose Parasite, even though if I truly followed my heart, I would pick Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for everything, because mm-hmm. that's actually my favorite. Uh, none of the year. Lighthouse was my favorite of the year. Go back and listen to our. We should. End of the we year should podcast. have a new. We're, we put Lighthouse and uh, Uncut Gems in every category. And take out like right. Take out Ford vs Ferrari. Take out the trash. The trash. Uh, but I took 1917. I I did the opposite. I think I think I'm with you where it's gonna be. Too, it's gonna be a different director and movie. But I flipped it. I picked Parasite for movie. I think the the swell for Parasite will win this the best picture. All right, and then Trey for our uh, speaking of uncut gems. Yes, he's uh, he's a have... Chad. <laughs> Adam Sandler's a Chad, and the Joker is the uh, he's the um, incel. No. He's the gamer. <laughs> <laughs> so. Over uh, to honor uncut gems, we are doing a six-way parlay. Uh, to this is how I win. This is how we win. Yeah. So if you are betting on the Oscars, Trey, I'm going to go first. Okay. My six-way parlay: Celtics to cover. Celtics points. Garnett points. Garnett rebounds. I'm taking. Parasite for foreign film. <gasps> 1917 for cinematography. <gasps> Laura Dern for supporting actress. <gasps> uh, the Elton John song for original song. <gasps> Brad Pitt and then Joaquin Phoenix. That is my six-way parlay. So do I have to? Um, do I have to pick different things? Uh. I mean, if you want it to be interesting. Okay. Let me see here. I will pick... I'll pick 1917 and for sound editing and mixing. Oh, both of them. I don't, I feel like I'm just trying to I, I like I want to pick the exact ones you picked, but I want to be interesting here. Okay. You know what? Actually, hold on. Sound mixing is where they create the sounds, right? Couldn't tell you. Sound editing is. Yeah, sound mixing is like folly, fully. Uh, no, no, let's not do that. Screw that. I'm going to pick Best Foreign Language Film, Parasite. Obviously. I'm going to pick Best Documentary Feature, American Factory. Best Cinematography, 1917. I am going to pick... Huh. I'm a, all right, can I pick... Because I feel weird about, like, picking something I didn't vote would win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would seem like it would be a bad bet. Yeah. Uh, 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 
I'm going to pick Best Director Sam Mendes. Ooh. Uh, how many do I have? You have four. Unless you want to keep sound editing and sound mixing for 1970. No, no, no. Then I'll do uh, Laura Dern for Marriage Story. And I'll do Brad Pitt for Supporting Actor. There you go. There we go. So there you go. That's that's what you need for your Oscar. Yeah, that's that's your Oscar stuffs. Trey, I'm going to be in at work during the Oscars. I'll be going to work. So yeah, we won't be able so. to like live stream it or anything. But I'm sure Trey will be tweeting. Oh, what? what? Ah! No. Oh, reaction gifts. I wonder if there. Who do you think is going to be the reaction gift of the year this year? Uh probably. Uh, uh Adam Sandler, saying this is uh, how I win from from home. Yeah, from home. <laughs> It's going to be him eating potato he's, chips. He's going to bust in and he's going to say, oh, oh guys, guys, guess what? I'm going to I'm gonna make Lil Nicky, too. Oh. You made me so mad. <laughs> I'm going to come. <laughs> pa- freaking Popeyes. <laughs> Popeyes is good. <laughs> oh, we have like, Nicky, Nicky. <laughs> what if there, there should be a trailer for Lil Nicky, too? Just during the ceremony. I'm little, back, little you motherfuckers. <laughs> they could still do it. Harvey uh, Keitel's still around. He could, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Little Nicky 2. <laughs> Little Nicky 2. I'm down. Uh, I'll get to write. <laughs> All right. I'll start writing it. Please do. Go. Please start writing it. All right, All right Adam. Trey. Yeah. It's been good stuff. It's been fun. It's been fun. Thank God my computer didn't shut down this time. Hey, let's not let's not drink. Oh yeah. All right. Well, uh, create trade vids on Twitter uh, at the Floortron on Twitter. If you want to follow our Oscars coverage, you can. We'll be uh, we'll be tweeting up a storm and promoting everything. Well, uh, until next week, we'll see you guys and more next time on Super Filmscast sixty four.